thing it's monday night we're here we're happy to be back you know i was away last week kenny the video was all choppy in the hotel room it wasn't a regular mano a mano but it's mano a mano tonight brother how's it going fam great brother don't worry about last week we still did the damn thing we made it happen whether it was choppy video the audio is there and that's what actually really matters absolutely so listen guys we got a lot of talk to uh to talk about tonight Salute to G-Funky. Salute to D-Style Boxing. All right, they're doing it big. It's 8CP is war. It's Monday night. Great show, as always, by the Uncensored guys. You know, you finished up talking about uh, a couple things there, Kenny. I was tuned out for it, but I'll definitely go back and check that out on Archive. I want to get right into it, man, because I was away on vacay when this all popped off, and... You know, my Twitter was going crazy. Uh, people were calling me, asking me what I thought about shit. I was going back and forth with D-Style. Chris Colbert, Kenny, he had a lot to say. I like the brother, free-minded man, says what he wants to say, when he wants to say it, how he wants to say it. Doesn't give a fuck what motherfuckers think about it, right? I was happy to see it. I was a little disappointed to see that the boy's reaction to a question was taking off a YouTube, just scrub clean. You know what I mean? You know, just scrub clean. What were your thoughts on all that, Kenny, before we get into the rest of the business for today? Well, I think it's too bad for those that got offended and decided to have it scrub clean because guess what? The fighting world saw it. It's too goddamn late. And you know what? You shouldn't try to censor a man's mouth anyway. He got a lot to say. Let him fucking say it. I agree. And he didn't really say anything crazy. I mean, telling the world that Mark Breland spiked your water as a, do- a dishonest trainer, a disloyal trainer, that's some sucker shit. Saying that a man had egg weights in his glove, that's some sucker shit too. You know, I mean, it's crazy. I want all of you guys to check out my channel. Well, this channel, you're already on it, but check out uh, what I put up out there about the whole situation. I put up two videos, one on Deontay. He told the truth. He admitted what happened in the second fight. I then put up a similar video today on none other than Malik King Scott. He told the truth. Hey, it is what it is. Don Don Chata saying, fuck my channel. Well, fuck you too, motherfucker. Put you up right there. Thank you for tuning in, though. Appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. So listen, uh, Colbert didn't get the knockout on Saturday. Uh, I thought he did pretty well. I thought he won most of the rounds. And, uh, you know, you are not always going to look good. I think uh, uh, Tug, rather, uh, Mongolian fighter, tough guy, moved up from 126. Short notice, I thought he performed pretty well given all the circumstances. And uh, he did what he had to do. So, you know, overall, I I give the brother probably about an A minus, B plus. What about you, Kenny? Hey, King Tug did did the damn thing, you know. I was loving all the trash talking that that Colbert was doing leading up to the fight, saying that he was going to knock him out the same way that he was going to knock out. Uh, I forgot who the other dude that backed out the fight he was supposed to fight, whatever. But nonetheless, he said he was going to knock him out, and he tried. He, he looked good. He was very quick. He tried, but it didn't work out for him. King Tug, he said King Tug's power carried on to the next division. Uh, I think we were able to tell that a few times in the fight when when when. Uh, uh, Colbert got hit and he either hugged it up or he started moving around very quickly, moving away. You could tell he got stunned a few times. Not buzzed like he was hurt, but he definitely felt that power. So, you know, big, big shout outs to King Tug taking the fight. I think it was in two weeks' notice and moving up moving up to the next weight division in two weeks and being ready to go. Uh, he should be great when he goes back down, you know. Uh, and I think it also shows, by the way, uh, Colbert said that he hurt his hand, uh, right hand, I think it was he said he hurt. 
or he started to hurt during the fight, so he started taking it easy. I don't know. I feel that the dude may just not have the the power that he wants to have or that he thinks he has. Because, you know, being that the guy is from the lower weight division, he should at least maybe drop them at least one time. We, I wasn't even asking for the stoppage. That's what Colbert was saying, but whatever. Um, before, before we do completely move on from Colbert, I don't know if you have anything else to say, but I do want to shout out the young Dominican brother on that undercard, Michel Rivera, who <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah, I was impressed by him. You know, like I said, there's not too many Dominican fighters in boxing, and it's just great to see more young Dominican dudes come into sport. And what he says is 100% completely true. What he said in his post-fight interview, there's not much boxing in the yard. There's not much places to exercise your skills. There's not much people to spar. There's not that much talent in boxing the art. People don't chase that like that. So from, from DR, if you want to get big, you want to get, get better, you want to get popular, you have to come to the U.S. to box. It's not like Cuba, where Cuba's, uh, uh, they're boxing, they're fighting. It's very, very big in Cuba. It's not like that. It doesn't, ex- it doesn't exist like that in DR. So, yeah, just shout, shout out to the young Muhammad Ali, uh, tr- uh, the, the young soldier trying to be like Muhammad Ali. You know, give him big respects. He faced adversity. He got knocked down. He came back and viciously finished off the other dude. I give him respect. I mean, he's a young black Caribbean brother from the DR, you know, looking up to an old legend in Muhammad Ali. There definitely is a a facial kind of similarity. You know, he's obviously much smaller, but I thought the KO was beautiful. I do want to address something Don Shada24 saying here. Again, thank you for joining the channel. Appreciate the view. Uh, You don't have to agree with what I'm saying. That's fine. You don't got to agree with what Kenny's saying. That's fine. Uh, but what you're saying about Colbert respecting the video, uh, requesting that the video go down does not even make sense. Reason it doesn't make sense is because after that news came out that he supposedly requested the video go down, he gave an interview with Boxing Social literally on his way to check into the hotel where he doubled down on everything he said, everything he said. He called Deontay Wilder sucker a second time. Said he thought Fury was going to win a second time. Thought that the excuses were bullshit a second time. And what I want to ask you is, do you really think Mark Breland spiked Deontay Wilder's water? If if you think yes, then just say that in the chat and we'll move on. Uh, before we move off the Dominican topic, though, Kenny, it is an interesting one. You're obviously born and raised in the Heights. You live right there right now. You're a real one under... Uh, unlike uh, Lynn manuel Miranda, who we've both spoken about multiple times, that dude is a fraud for multiple reasons. I mean, who makes a, a, a movie on the heights and doesn't include any, any dark-skinned uh, Afro, Afro-Caribbean people? But, hey, we'll, we'll move on from that. What I do want to say is we went to a fight, you know, Diaz versus Crawford. No Dominicans at the Garden, right? There was a famous fighter back in the day, uh, Yoan Guzman. I thought he was a great fighter never really got the support of the Dominican people. Now, the reason I want to ask you about this is because we got another Dominican fighting pretty soon, right? Coming up against Jojo Diaz, right, in in Fundora. What's, what exactly, again, is holding back not just people in the DR, but what's holding back the millions of people from the DR living here in the United States, Kenny, from supporting these fighters? I don't know, man, uh... I feel like uh, Dominican people have a lot of problems. Uh, they're much more concerned and worried with other things, uh, being flashy, uh, women, music, and trying to make money, trying to become rich. Uh, people aren't 100% entertained in, in boxing or combat sports. They're only for big, big, big events do, do they want to come together and make an event out of it, which is why I say I only – I only really buy big fights when I'm having a lot of people come over because that's literally the only time when people, uh, Dominican people around here will actually want to watch boxing, you know. Uh, and it's funny because guess the, the fights that I get asked about by these Dominican brothers are the Mayweather fights. And guess what? Gervonta, they, they asked me about Gervonta Davis two weeks ago, but they don't ask me anything about anybody else or any of the other Dominican fighters or Latino fighters or Mexican fighters, anybody. They, they, it's just... The, the the popular stuff that's what they go for so 
that's the only reason I could think of as why they don't support. Plus, there's a lot of fighting and violence out here in the streets. These guys want to see fights. They just got to walk down the block and they'll see many, many fights. So they may, they, they may just be tired of it. <laughs> I mean, I remember when we were at the Garden that night and there was a fighter, I believe it was from Chile. And, I mean, there's not that many Chileans in New York and that guy had a ton of fans. And he was like on the undercard, undercard. And he got an Olympic gold medalist from the DR and no one was there. So I always felt that was interesting. Thank you for giving us your export insights on that. And, you know, we can jump right in to this fight taking place on the zone this weekend. We got Ramirez against Sullivan Barrera. And I'm talking about Gilberto Ramirez. I've always thought this dude was primed to be a superstar of Mexican boxing. And for whatever reason, it didn't really happen for him. I'm glad to see him getting a big fight in Barrera. I'm glad to see him getting a fight on the zone. I question the signing with top with sorry, not with top rank. Don't 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 hate on us, uh next level boxing talk. That it, it was an accident. I didn't mean to say top rank. I meant to say Golden Boy Promotions. Don't quite know why he made that move other than he loves Oscar, which I don't know if that's sufficient these days in terms of a reason to sign with a promoter, especially when he's throwing his own fighters under the bus. But that being said, Ramirez is on a big stage. He's fighting Sullivan Barrera, a guy who has been in some big fights. I'm excited to see him again. Uh, I think that he should get the victory in this fight. Barrera's been in some wars. And he's coming off a loss to Jesse Hurd. And that's not a really good sign. I mean, the B- Dimitri Bivol loss was one thing. Uh, the Andre Ward loss was one thing. All right. That was a 12-round decision. Dimitri Bivol was a little bit worse. It was a it was a, a TKO loss. He then another 12-round decision against Jesse Hart. He didn't look that great. I think it's a good opponent for Gilberto Ramirez. And I think Ramirez is going to outbox the dude and possibly stop him. What are your thoughts, Kenny? Just like you said, you know, uh, he hasn't looked too good in many attempts. Andre Ward isn't knocking anybody out, by the way. I'm, I just have to say that. The man is a 12-round fighter. He's not a powerful one-punch or a couple-punch knockout guy. Bevolt is a savage uh, to a certain extent. So once he sees a little bit of weakness, he, he goes for the kill. You got to respect that, man. Uh, yeah, and like you said, he ain't looked at that. It was a 12-round decision. He lost against Hart in his last fight. I, I don't see it going too well for the guy. Uh but you never know, right? People, some people say they have great training camps, right? They go off and, oh, I was in the mountains, in the heights or whatever. Who knows? Maybe the guy looks better over 12 rounds, but I just don't see it looking looking well. It's one of the those uh, get an opponent that you could beat and look good against, but that has some names that he's for whose record isn't that bad. I think it's one of those fights. I think it's a fight that's supposed to make him look good. Absolutely. I, that That's kind of what I think is is pretty much going to happen. The fight I'm excited about is really the one that I alluded to earlier. I'm talking about the Javier Fortuna fight. He's getting his shot again against somebody because it seems like a lot of people have been avoiding this brother. All right. He's getting the take on Jojo Diaz. This is for the WBC interim lightweight title, the high, the title that was held. By Ryan Garcia, the title that Ryan Garcia did not want to utilize to get his shot at Devin Haney. All right, so now, next up, it's Javier Fortuna. All right, your Dominican brother, Kenny. Power puncher, southpaw, tricky style, good boxer. Call me crazy. I think he's going to win this fight. I think Jojo Diaz is naturally a 130-pounder. I think he's moving up because he struggled to make weight in a lot of his fights. I'm a huge JoJo fan. I I had him winning against uh, Tevin Farmer before that fight, but I'm also a big fan of Javier Fortuna. I like his style. I think he's he's going to be moving. He's slippery, all right, and he'll be pot-shotting him a a little. I think that what he's really got to do is get that right jab going, use his legs, and and I I like his chances in this fight. Kenny, what are your thoughts on the Fortuna-Diaz fight? Oof. This is going to be a very good one. Two guys with a lot of power. Uh, they're going to clash. You're going to see a lot of punches flying. You're going to see a lot of damage happening. Uh, you already know I go for Fortuna. 
the man who's dodged, nah, he, he should have gotten that chance against Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia would have had one loss in his record because if he got taken down by Luke one time, Luke was able to land that punch. And uh, Fortuna has this very long, straight, powerful jab, which could follow up with the very powerful right hand. You know, I think it would have been bad for Ryan Garcia. But uh, Jojo Diaz is also a beast, man. He, he looked like a savage a couple fights ago, uh, man. So I, I wouldn't if, – if Fortuna loses, I don't care. If Diaz loses, I don't care. This is going to be, for me, it's going to be a super action-packed fight that I look forward to seeing. I think it'll probably be even better than the fight would have been with Fortuna and Ryan Garcia, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's going to be an action-packed fight. It's the fight, as much as I like Zuro Ramirez, and I think that that's more of a clear fight. This fight, to me, is a closer fight. It's an exciting fight. It's in a lower weight class. We usually see a lot of punches thrown. These two guys are going to go for it. We've got an interim title on the line. We've got a shot at Devin Haney, the dream Haney. On the line, shout out to Mr. DeZone, D, uh, Mr. DeZone, Mr. H. Muddy, Mr. Team Haney. He's in the house. I also want to shout out Nando, Run PMC, my boy Big Brian, all right, Boxing Historian 206, Chauncey Pearls, Nando, What Rep It, Tracy Boxing Girl, HLD, G Funky Boxing, HLD. Again, I said you twice. That's how nice you are in these chats. Bruce goes, all right. And I'm even going to shout out Don Chata. Thank you for joining us and giving us that like, or maybe it was a dislike, but you gave us the view nonetheless. A-Rod, the GOAT, Jesus M., thank you all so much for being here. And let's keep the discussion going, Kenny. Let's keep it going because, uh, like I said, we got to get through these topics. Now, Tim Zhu is back. Huge fan of Tim Zhu. I've been a fan of Tim Zhu essentially since his father Stepped into the ring with Zab Judah many, many, many years ago. I was already a fan of his father, but, you know, he entered into that fight with a lot of confidence, but also a lot of humility, all right? Zab Judah wasn't wanting to give any kind of a rematch clause. He thought he'd get the fight done and dusted, get it over with, move on. And, bro, that second round happened, and Zab Judah did the chicken dance, he was waving his glove at Jay Nady. He fell back. He got back up. And from that moment, Kostya Zhu became a legend in the sport of boxing, in my eyes. He had already beaten Chavez and done some great things, but he really stepped it up there uh, on kind of that stage. And his son is somebody I've been watching very closely as a result. Now, this opponent he's facing honestly don't know very much about him. I've seen some clips. I think he's tailor-made for Tim Zhu. I think that's why he picked him. I think Tim Zhu's waiting, really, for a bigger fight against the likes of Castaño or, or Charlo, depending on who wins that fight. Uh, this guy he's taking on is 12-1 and from Australia. All right, the one loss that he has uh, was early in his career. But uh, he does seem to be a power puncher. He's got 11 knockouts in those 12 victories. It should be, you know, a good battle, local local battle. But here's where I have problems, Kenny. I have problems because this fight should be on ESPN+. Plus. I'm going to be watching it on the live. I'll probably be tuning in with my brother H Money. I saw today he's going to be running the live. Shout out to him, 4 a.m. It's very early to get up to do that. So appreciate that one, bro. But... You know, I shouldn't be having to look for a stream for this. I shouldn't be having to look, you know, all over the Internet for even a legal way to pay. This shit should be part of ESPN+. Plus. So I'm excited for the fight. I don't necessarily like that it's that early in the morning, but it's whatever. It's in Australia. But it should be on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, Nando saying it is on the schedule. All right, I didn't see that before. So I got to take back what I'm saying if that's if that's true. Shout out to Nando for 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 setting that record straight because I saw it on the boxing scene schedule that I use, all right, to tell me where the fights are and what's taking place, and I didn't see it on that schedule. But if it is on that schedule, I correct the record, I salute ESPN, and I'll definitely be tuning in. So definitely I got to double-check that. But, Kenny, what are your thoughts on Tim Zhu? He's looking like a beast. Uh... I think before he does go on and get some big fights, uh, he needs to continue building his uh, his his, his uh, 
the people the people he's fought and he's looking is that he actually has been doing that you know he's knocked quite a few people out recently uh especially the one that i think he should have probably gotten a lot of fame from just because he beat pacquiao jeff this, horn yeah 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 okay let's give him the respect he's the hornet horn you got for you gotta remember he's the hornet um then uh dennis hogan was recently beat by uh charlo right uh and he beat him by tko um so did so mungia mungia actually went life and death with hogan as well that was a good yeah, one yeah yeah you know i would love to see shit suing suing mungia it'd be a very bad night for mungia mr mungia whoever the big star the big golden boy star that doesn't really look good in any of his later fights it doesn't make sense to me uh how he's such a star, you know what I'm saying? Well, but, he beat Camille Zerometa. That doesn't give you a lot of stars? That doesn't give you five out of five stars on your rating, Kenny? No, because that was a last-minute opponent that uh, he w- was set up to make him look good again, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, he needs to get in there against some bigger opposition, not just a lot of names to, that are supposed to make him look good or whatever, you know. He just needs to get some better opposition. I'd love to see Zoo. Fuck him up. Yeah, I mean, if if that happens, it, it probably will happen at 160 uh, because Mungia's moved up. But I definitely see that as a makeable fight down the line. My, I think his eyes are set on Castaño Charlo. Um, he's definitely going to want to take on the undisputed champion, whoever that's going to be. Unlike a lot of people, I'm giving Castaño a pretty good chance um, at, at, at upsetting things. I don't think he's just going to fold. I don't think he's going to get knocked out early. I think somebody told me knockout in two. I don't see it that way. I think Charlo should be the favorite, but I really think people are under, underestimating the skills of Castaño. He's not a guy that walks forward with his head up, chin out, hands down, and uh, you know he uses, utilizes the jab to get in. He's got good head movement. He's got good footwork. So we'll talk about that more as it approaches. But, yeah, that, that's who I think Tim Zhu uh, has his eyes on. Now, before we, before we move on, really quickly, I just have to shout out this man's uh, nickname in boxing. I think it's super fucking dope. The Soul Taker, bro. Who's it, whose nickname is that? Tim Zhu, The Soul Taker. Oh, yeah. wow, I didn't even know that. And here I am acting like I'm a super fan. That's I, just a, saw, I just saw it on Box Rec. Wow, that is, that is a nick. I don't think I've heard of them announce that before his fights, but uh, wow. That, yeah, that's that's a that's a gangster name right there. Soul Taker. Shit is serious. It's a dope-ass name. I was also going to say, I don't uh, I don't think that Tim Sue will get a shot at Jermel or Castagna, whoever wins. I got Jermel winning by a landslide, by the way. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park, but I do think it's going to be a, a, a shutout victory. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't see Tim Sue getting an opportunity. Uh, like I said, he needs to get some more names on his record. Uh, that's what they're going to say. Uh, I could definitely see Jermel not necessarily ducking him, but being like, "Well, who has he fought? Why should I fight him? What am I going to get from fighting him?" You know, I could definitely see that conversation happen. If anything, Lubin deserves more of a shot at a rematch with uh with uh charlo and yeah i said i saw h money put lubin and tim sue but then again why would lubin risk his shot at a rematch with charlo for fighting tim sue like tim sue just needs to build that resume up a little more it's a good fight but i think it's too dangerous a fight for both guys if they can possibly get a champion a champion in the ring so i think if you look into that as as a matchmaker you want to hold out for ti- for the undisputed title. But as a fan, I think that that would be a great fight uh, to watch. Just letting people know we've opened up the phone line, 718-618-4284. If you want to call in, it's 718-618-4284. We're also on Signal and WhatsApp for those who use those services. So let's keep it moving, Kenny. Uh I talked about this for a brief second on HCP Uncensored. I'm a huge Rigo fan. I've been a Rigo fan for a while, uh, essentially since he was an amateur, a two-time Olympic gold medalist, multiple-time world champion, Pan-American champion, Central American and Caribbean Games champion, Caribbean Games champion, 
multiple-time Cuban national champion. Uh, he's done it all in the sport of boxing. He's also been hated on by some of the most powerful people in the sport of boxing, both from the journalist side and guys like Dan Raphael uh, to the promoter side and guys like none other than top ranks own in Bob Arum, right, calling him a boring fighter, saying he was unpromotable because he's a black Cuban and on, only the uh, – you know, he doesn't have a fan base because the white Cubans in Miami won't like him. I mean, he said he was boring. He said people wanted to throw up when they saw him. And I was actually kind of a little bit down for Rigo when I heard that he wasn't going to get the Casimero fight that was announced to take place on Showtime. Now, he was substituted out. Donate was substituted in. Turns out that Casimero is talking some shit about Donaire's wife, and now Donaire wants to back out of the fight, and now Rigo's back in. So I'm happy about the fight. Um, what are your thoughts on all of this, though, Kenny? I mean, letting the outside-the-ring shit talk determine whether or not you get into the ring and whether a tight a fight tapes, takes place. What are your fans on? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's, it's hard, right? Cause I, I get thoughts from both sides, right? If uh, Donaire doesn't uh, gain some or get some respect on his wife's behalf, he may no longer be getting some buns, man. That that may not be his wife no more. I don't know, you know. So, but so that that's a like uh, that's a real perspective, actually. Like, you, you don't want to upset your wife, right? As they say, happy wife, happy life, right? And if that's his wife, it's not his girlfriend, it's not a side chick, it's not a temporary. It's his wife. So I do understand that. I, I get it, right? But there's a shitload of trash talking in boxing. And if anything, you should just beat the guy's ass even worse in the ring. Stop him in the first round. Show 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 how angry you are with your fist. It 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 it, it can look semi cowardly, you know, to back out of the fight after Rigo pulled or whatever happened with the Rigo whatever happened there. I don't know. But after that fight didn't happen and you got the shot to make that fight happen and get another belt, the guy has a belt. Like, what, what's, what's going on here? It just doesn't make sense. He, 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 I saw the whole 40, 50-minute conversation with uh, Donaida's wife pressing Casimero. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, she was, she's a little way too involved and a little too emotional. At the end of the day, boxing is a business. It's a sport. Business and emotions, they do not mix. Everybody knows this. When you do when you do business, you do not mix your personal life in there. You do not mix your emotions in there. So, like I said, you can look at it from both ways. Two perspective, perspectives to look at it. I respect Donaida for what he did, but I also think it's semi-cowardly what he did. He should have just put the beats on Casimero, and that's it. You know, like, There you go. Um, before I give my take on it, shout out to Andre. All right, show will not end without me saying shout out to Andre over there in Portugal. Right, my man stays up late for these shows. Uh, he's a diehard supporter of HCP and everything that we do over here uh, with D-Style Boxing, G-Funky Boxing, and everyone else. Uh, so shout out to him. And yeah, I would love to get into a philosophical Maybe a socioeconomic, maybe an economic, maybe a political discussion with you, fam. So definitely uh, hit me up. I'll give you my number. Actually, you got you guys got my number. That's one of my numbers right there. So you got you guys can always text me on that, and I'll get back to you, and we'll set that one up. So look, I definitely get not wanting to give a man a payday. You know, I, it kind of reminds me a little bit, but obviously not quite as personal as when Deontay was telling. Uh, Essentially, his fans that Fury's a cheater because he's a gypsy and, you know, gypsies steal and cheat. And it was very insulting. And I remember after that was said, Fury essentially said, look, I'm not going to fight this dude. Like, come on, you can't take a loss. You're making all these excuses. And now you're insulting my people. But at the end of the day, you're kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face in these situations because... You know, it is going to be a payday. It is a significant fight, uh, both for Fury and for, in this case, Donaire. Um, it was going to be a unification fight. It was going to be an all-Filipino fight. And unfortunately, boxing is replete with these instances of, you know, Mike Tyson 
telling people or telling uh, Lewis that he's going to eat his kids, right? Uh, I remember Hasim Rahman and he uh, at ESPN Studios getting in it again with Lennox Lewis because he called Lewis gay and Lewis didn't want to be called gay and Lewis said he'd do something to Rahman's sister to prove that he wasn't gay and next thing you know, they're struggling all over the ESPN studio and really getting in, into a fight, you know what I mean? Um I remember back in the day, this is obviously before we were born, Kenny, but, you know, you look at the old footage of Duran and Leonard and the shit talk that was going back and forth and the nasty, vile things um, Roberto Duran, hands of stone, was saying to uh, Sugar Ray's wife. I mean, some of it was repeated in the movie. I don't necessarily need to say it here. Uh, so I kind of get get it. Um, as a fan, I did want to see the fight. But then at the same time, I also didn't think it was very fair to Rigo. So... We're going to get to see Rigo take on Casimero. Uh, if Rigo comes out of that fight successful, I anticipate, you know, Donare will want to rematch that because at that point he'll have two really big rematches on the table, uh, fights that he lost against either Rigo or against, obviously, the monster in a way out of Japan. So either way, boxing fans, we're going to do well. Uh, with this one way or another, we're going to get great fights because if it's not a Nonito against Casimero, it's going to be Rigo against Casimero, then it's either going to be Rigo against Inouye or Casimero against Inouye. I mean, the 118 pound division is just crazy. Uh, there's a lot going on there. And as fans, we're just going to end up as winners. Any last thoughts on that one, Kenny? Uh, just there's just one fight that I think, or oh, not one fight. One big matchup that uh, there was a ton, ton, ton of shit talking from one guy to specifically to another guy's wife, telling which was uh, Mayorga and, and and De La Hoya. Mayorga was telling De La Hoya he was that he was gonna show his wife what a real man was, that he was gonna you know do all these sexual things to her. At the press conferences, what did what did De La Hoya do? He came through and washed the motherfucker up as he should have. That La Hoya was super serious. He wasn't even spotted, which is what uh, uh, Donaida should have done. But, yeah, that's it. We can move on from that. I just feel like no. the machismo that we expect isn't there. And I do hope that Rigo gets his shot, the boring man, as uh, let me, as I said, as the fucking uh, uh, slave owner, uh, as uh, Bob Arum does. And whoever wants to talk it out can suck my dick, fuck all that shit. Uh, I'm not for these dumbass conversations. He, well, he, wanna, he yeah. didn't show up when when you said you debate him. So I think that conversation's over. The whole PBC versus ESPN combo, right? I mean, it, we we had it all all set up, ready to go, and it didn't happen. Um, so it is what it is. Yeah, somebody else brought up in the chat the whole thing that was going on for years between Deloya and Vargas. Vargas was calling Deloya all kinds of names. Um, also. You know, repeatedly saying that he wasn't a real Mexican and he was going to show him what a real Mexican fighter was like and et cetera, to set, et cetera. They let that fight marinate for a really long time. And I remember watching that fight. I think it was, was it 2001 or 2002? Remind me, chat. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the, the controversy sells, apparently, uh, Rigo is going to get the shot now. I've always said, you know, he's got the bad end of the stick. And there we go. So, look, next topic real quick. And, again, if you guys want to call in, you can call in. All right, 718-618-4284, 718-618-4284. Want to give a big shout-out to the people in the chat real quick. Uh, Coco to Dawn has joined us. Uh, LT has joined us. Ignorant Boxing has joined us. Uh, salute to everyone that is here with us. So, Bellu had some interesting comments to, to, to say. I saw them on Boxing Scene. Shout out to Boxing Scene. Where essentially he said that Wilder is one of the biggest punchers all time in the heavyweight division. Uh, but essentially that he does not have the skills to back up the punching. Um you know, I was thinking about it, and, you know, other than Fury, Wilder has really iced his opponents. Um, he has been outboxed a lot of the times, but, 
you know, he's also produced some of the most devastating knockouts that I've seen in a while in the heavyweight division. Uh, so I don't quite – I mean, it's tough to say when a guy has that much power and it can still knock people out. Um, I, I – you know, and he doesn't exactly show skills. I don't really know what to quite make of it because at the same time, he does have power. My biggest problem with the quote, and I'm going to read the direct quote right now, Kenny – Bellu says, Wilder might be the biggest puncher since Mike Tyson, but no skill set to match it. Before you get in, the last thing I want to say about that is the biggest problem I have with that statement is simply that Mike Tyson is never or has not been the biggest puncher in my lifetime. Uh, Lennox Lewis was a bigger puncher than Mike Tyson. I don't care what anybody says. Look at the Hasim Rockman knockout. Look at the Michael Grant fight. Look at multiple fights and multiple vicious knockouts that he produced. People just always overlook Lennox Lewis. Uh, so first, just comment, Kenny, on, on what you think about Bellu saying that Wilder's got no skills, even though he's a devastating puncher. I mean, it's kind of a standard thing that people say. Do you think that's true? And also kind of list who you think is kind of the biggest heavyweight puncher of your lifetime or your memory watching boxing. Well, I think it's uh, easy for a retired fighter on the sideline that's never going to fight Wilder to be talking about no skills and a devastating puncher for no skills. But you, you, you have to have skills to make it so far in boxing in the heavyweight division. You have to have some type of skills. I, I'm, a, I'm a dude that loves boxing. I practice boxing for fun. I practice other sports for fun. I'm not a professional, and I'm sure that if I was to get into the ring with any one of these professionals, I'm probably going to get my ass whooped. And it is what it is. And I have no problem saying that, you know, the guy has to have some type of skill. He may not have the best footwork. He may not have the, he has pretty bad combination punching, but you know, it is what it is. He has some type of skill to get there. It's, it, like I said, it's easy to sit, talk shit from the sidelines when you're not going to box a dude. Be- Bellu, he's always been great at talking shit. Some of the st- things that he says is facts. He's very, he's, tr- he's always very honest and truthful with his opinion. And a lot of the time it makes sense. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I wish the best for Deontay Wilder. I just hope that he stops, he really, really hope he stops making excuses. It's a lot of bitch assness and those excuses. Just do your thing, box. And if you take a loss, take a loss and keep fighting. Nobody says that a loss dismantles somebody's career. Like people are saying, well, well, if, if Wilder loses to, to Fury, then his career's over. How? Fury is the fucking man. How is losing to the man make your career over? Like, it, th- these things don't add up. I get that he, I get it that he's talking a lot of trash. I'm, I'm not defending Wilder in any way. It, it just is what it is. The guy has to have some type of skill to be at the level in heavyweight boxing that he's at. The biggest puncher, I understand why people will say Mike Tyson, right? Because Mike Tyson had a a lot, a lot of these uh, devastating one-punch knockouts. Um, and he was also, like, because of his backstory and his history, he was also promoted very, very heavy. You know, all the turmoil with him growing up and then finding his new father slash trainer and Olympics and, and everything, you know. So I, who I think is the best, the, the, the biggest uh, puncher, I – I don't know. There's there's a handful of guys. Mike Tyson would definitely be one of those guys. Lennox Lewis would be another one of those guys, as you mentioned. I, I haven't gotten hit by any of these guys, you know, and the opposition that they get put against in the ring determines a lot on who, if they're going to knock them out or not or if their power is going to show up or not. So they, these people didn't fight the same people. They didn't fight the same guys. So it is what it is. I can't necessarily be the the, the judge on who has the most power. I see the only thing I could judge is the fashion in which these guys knock people out. I agree. And it's very difficult for us to judge power if we're not in the ring with these guys. And I think really the only people that can judge it are people that have felt both powers, right? Uh, Whether you're a guy catching the guys on the mitts or whether you're taking the punches on the jaw or to the body. Uh, Oh, we just, I just noticed that uh, next level boxing talk is in the house. I was just saying that you didn't, Show up the other week. He's saying Lennox Lewis is overlooked because he was a man without an identity. Him winning gold for Canada precluded him from getting maximum support from the U.K. 
uh, that's his issue. I actually agree with that. And I actually think that him being a UK also kind of excluded him from the US audience. Uh, and unfortunately, Jamaica is such a small island that doesn't have that many people that, you know, it, it's he was kind of diminished on that side of it as well. Uh, kind of in the same way Kenny was talking about Dominicans and Dominican fighters uh, earlier on in the show. I'm getting a lot of other names, too, coming up. Uh, boxing uh, historian, that's Big Brian. Lewis would have KO'd Wilder in the fifth round. I agree, but I'm biased. I'm going to say that right now. I'm seeing Big George Foreman come up. I also saw names like Nicholas Walters, Ike Ibuchi, uh Diego Corrales was a name I saw come up. Uh, Julian Jackson was a name I saw come up. Uh, there, there was a lot. There was a lot going on there, man. Um, and you know, let me just remind you guys about this real quick. I mean, the guy just does not get credit uh, for those devastating kind of performances. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but I agree. One thing you can say about Bellow is that if you agree with him or disagree with him, you know what it is. Opinions are coming from an honest place. He's a very opinionated guy. Uh, people always throw a microphone and a camera in front of his face. And he gives his opinion. So it is what it is. Now, look, uh, I'm going to lay this, this last topic down, Kenny, by giving a little bit of a backstory about us. So Kenny and I met. Kenny worked at a school that I started a job at as a teacher. All right, we connected over a lot of things. Fantasy basketball was one. Boxing was another. Uh, there was a lot of other things as well, but uh, another one was fitness and weightlifting, which we used to get you know get our weightlifting in in the school gym and – one of the first people I talked to about this story was Kenny because I just thought, you know what? I don't understand why this would be put out there on the internet. Like it's something great. Um, but Kenny, I'm going to throw up the video and shout out to Profit Muscle for the video. All right. And then Kenny, I'm going to ask you to comment on what you see and then I'll give my thoughts. Here we go. Come on, Lee. One, huh. two, huh. three. Huh. Come on, D. Come on. Get it. 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 All right. Uh, that was so good. I got to see that one twice. Uh, let's 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 look at that one again real quick. Here we go. Let's go, baby. Come on. Come on, Lee. One, huh? Two, huh? Three, huh? Come on, D. Come on. Look at the technique. Look at the technique. Oh, are they helping them? All right. So, uh, now I'm not trying. I'm not trying to let. I'm not trying to, to to brag. But Kenny, that was 310 pounds. That was how many reps? One. What? Maybe half of one. I, I'm I'm a phys ed teacher working in a public school. Uh, I'm not an elite athlete. Uh, I didn't have two guys spotting me. I had one guy spotting me. Uh, Kenny, what, what what was I able to do comparatively to that? Several reps, several sets. With, oh. pro- with proper form, where your back didn't leave the bench, your legs didn't spring up. Uh, I wasn't even touching the bar. It was It was literally you did your set, and I would just help you place it back on the rack at the end of it. And was there more weight or less weight? More weight. 100% more weight. A little bit more. 
significantly more. Okay, so why was that on YouTube? I'm not an elite athlete. I'm just a regular schmegular public school phys ed teacher uh, working out with a buddy that I work with at work in a gym. I wasn't on Instagram. I didn't put that shit on YouTube. I was benching multiple reps, multiple sets. Why the hell is that being broadcast to the world is like some big accomplishment. I honestly don't know. Uh, I think it's more of a, like a promotion thing because, man, that video had me laughing. I, I shit, I'd retweet that shit. Woo! That's that's that was hilarious, bro. <laughs> but yeah, his form was very, 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 very poor. Uh, at one point in the video, you can see the guy to his right side started lifting the weight up a little bit, and the guy on the left side was not lifting the weight up at all. So the bar went to the side a little bit. Kenny just froze out. Hopefully, as if he just finished sexually, uh, with the biggest excitement. Yeah, I, it, the only the way I, the reason I can see it being used is literally for promotion because uh, he's trying to look like he's a big dude or whatever. But look, man, Wilder is, I think, six six, six seven, something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. Two hundred and eighteen, nineteen pounds. Well, apparently he's bulking up to over two thirty for this fight. Well, what he needs to bulk up is not his upper body. It's his motherfucking chicken legs. I agree. I mean, to me, the the most flagrant thing I saw in that video was just how skinny the brother's legs are, man. You know? And I'm going to tell you guys this. I was talking to Joe Habib about this this morning, not this morning, this afternoon, and he agreed with me. I rewatched the fight this weekend, the second Fury fight. And Wilder honestly was very lucky. And this is not unbiased here, guys. I'm just telling you what I see, how I see it. Whenever they fought on the inside, whenever Fury was leaning on him and trying to engage in inside fighting, Kenny Bayless would step in, slap Wilder, sorry, slap Fury on the back, tell them to stop. He'd break it up. He didn't allow any kind of infighting at all. Joe Habib brought up the point that that's why Mayweather used to like him so much as his main guy, his main referee. Bayless does not like inside fighting. Now, I honestly feel that had Fury been able to engage in inside fighting, that that fight would have gone even worse for Wilder than it did. But Bayless kept stepping in. He even took a point away, as I said. He did not allow them to stay on the inside. Fury would have been leading on him. Fury would have been putting weight on him. He would have been hitting him with the offhand. He would have been hitting him with uppercuts. He was trying to do it in the second fight. Bayless wouldn't allow it. Now, if they don't get Kenny Bayless as, this, as a referee, and if Fury engages in those tactics again in, in two and a half weeks, right, those legs, that struggle to push 310 pounds, that's not a good look for Deontay Wilder. It's At not all. a good look for Deontay Wilder. <clears throat> Excuse me. At all. I completely agree, right? Like like I was saying, he's six 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 seven two. He's going to be 230. That means that as a boxer, as a professional athlete, he, he should be lifting that 310 rather easily but then at the end of the day i don't expect him to even be trying to lift three tens three three tens excuse me he should be lifting maybe 210 225 going for 20 25 reps uh to build more uh to build more tighter tighter muscles more fluid muscles not bulky muscles you, why why as a boxer would you want to put on bulky muscles that's going to slow you down especially when you do not have the leg muscles if you, if you look at Anthony Joshua, not that I'm comparing the two, but if you look at Anthony Joshua's physique, he's much, sli- he's, he's much slimmer on the top than he is on the bottom. His legs are fucking – he got some horse legs on him. 100%. You know? And you need that in order to be able to carry the weight of other fighters. You need that in order to throw harder punches. You need that in order to be able to carry your own weight and be able to move back and forth and jump in and out of, out of uh, trouble, you know. Uh, Wilder is semi-flat-footed when he fights, and, uh, you know, I know he don't use them legs like that, but when you're fighting a, a 6'9 behemoth uh, that weighs over 300 pounds, you need to work on them legs. You should be going for, for multiple sets of 15 to 20 with them legs, not on the bench press, buddy. Not on the bench press. It's all a gimmick. It's all a promotional gimmick. 
100%. And to me, it's alarming for a number of reasons. One, I think it just shows the lack of experience that his training team has. Uh, because as you mentioned, Kenny, I don't know why they're doing this kind of exercise. I don't know why they're focusing on this kind of compound exercise on the upper body when really his natural you know, physique is that of a quick, twitchy, fast guy, athletic guy. Uh, and what they really should be focusing on are his legs, right? If you're going to do any kind of compound exercises, do them on the legs. I don't see, A, how that kind of inability to balance a bar um, is training him for anything when you're doing a one rep. And personally, I just think that a guy of the status of the heavyweight champion of the world, whether you lift weights or not, let's just say you do pull-ups, let's just say you do pull-ups, let's say you do dips, like regular body weight exercises, you should naturally be able to do what he's trying to do there, just off a of natural, right, natural strength. So I agree with you. They should be focusing on kind of uh, higher rep stuff. Uh, but if they're going to do that kind of weightlifting, compound weightlifting, heavyweights, they really should be doing it on the legs because, as you rightly pointed out, like it's the legs really that require kind of like that kind of, you know, training. I mean, I got you. I got you. Just the way he's psyching himself you. up. Look at those legs. Let's go, man. Come on. I mean, his team is psyching themselves up. One. Huh. Only thing he's doing right here is risking injury, risking a shoulder injury. Seriously, risking injury before a heavyweight title fight. So that then he, he got even. So that then he can have more excuses. Yeah. Look, look at him lifting the bar for him, bro. Uh, yep, on the right side. Look at him. He's, 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 he's crying out loud, bro. Ah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> bro, the best part of the video is the ending of it. It's not even the weight lifting. I'm running over with a train, baby. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Three ten. You gotta get your weight up. I think that was the funniest part to me when he said 310, gotta get your weight up. And look, I don't like clowning the brother, man. I really don't. But he's doing it to himself. And to be fair, this goes into like analyzing his preparation for the fight. He's got a bunch of sycophant, yes, man around him, gassing him up, through all kind of nonsense exercises that I don't know why he's doing them. Right, he's telling Tyson Fury he needs to get his weight up. Uh, my guy, Tyson Fury weighs two hundred and ninety pounds. What is it, two seventy to two ninety? I think the motherfucker's got his weight up, bro. I, I think his weight is up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not, I, I just, I just don't get it, bro. And if Fury was doing this shit, I'll be clowning him too. I remember when he was doing his comeback and he was working with Ben Davidson and what Fury would do is he'd get like the fake weights and put them on the bar and act like he's like deadlifting like 600 pounds. You remember that? He's using like the fake rubber plates. I mean, I thought that shit was hilarious, but he was clearly trolling on purpose. Um, Tracy Boxing Girl says it right here. He needs less yes men and more real talk men. You know, he, he needs people that are going to tell him the truth, not people going around on the Internet trying to scrub videos, right, capping hard, telling lies about Mark Breland. You know, I was on H Money's channel the other day, and there was this fool on that channel, other fool, talking about how uh, Mark Breland is, still might be uh, guilty and evidence is being hidden. Just stop it, guys. All right? Just stop it. This ain't helping the guy out, Kenny. It's definitely not helping the guy out. It's it's very sad, man. Uh, and yes, I do believe that these guys around him are just yes men. But you know what? When uh, if you say the truth and you get fired, and you want to keep your job and continue getting these big paychecks and continue being on TV and potentially become a bigger trainer for other fighters, if what you, if what you have to do is be a yes man to keep your job, then hey. I guess being a yes man is what it is. You saw you saw what happened to the last truthful man on his corner, Breland. He's still being accused of spiking waters and whatever the fuck, you know. So I can't really knock the yes men around him. Uh, I think uh, the person to knock on this is Wilder because uh, 
apparently he fires you if you're not a yes man. So at the end of the day, Bill's got to get paid. Mama's got to get them dollars. <laughs> got to bring home money to the to the wife, got, which I don't have one. Got to bring home money to your family, to your kids, to whoever it is that you got to feed. You got to, you know, it's so, yeah. The only person to knock on this is Wilder. I, I, I do like the publicity gimmick with the, with the, what he's doing is all wrong uh Absolutely. he should be focusing big time big time on them legs i think he needs to get kenny t in the training camp bro i would love i would love to train anybody bro I, when when ruiz uh was preparing for his second fight uh, uh against uh aj bro i i direct messaged ruiz like yo let me be your personal trainer i got lots of stuff he didn't even respond after he after he lost the fight to Joshua. I, I tweeted him again. I fucking told you you should have hired me as your fucking trainer. And for those that don't believe the work, I was 198 three months ago. I'm 220 right now. Solid, solid. <laughs> I, I, I'm not the, I'm not one of these little dudes. I actually do go do the up and down weight game. So I would be able to train the dude. But whatever, it is what it is. Yeah, dudes I got L's, Dudes don't know what they're doing. Whatever. I'll say it right now that, Kenny, you need to get into these training camps, bro, because I've been seeing a lot of boxing guys working with these coaches that don't really know what they're doing. And uh, this is my friend, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing, all right? Uh, you know, I was on uh, the Undefeated podcast, and they, they were laughing at the idea that I could easily bench 315. I don't know why. I mean, I'm going to do what Kenny just did. It ain't nothing joking over here. You know what I mean? And we're not elite athletes. We're just guys that know about training. So, you know, we gave our honest opinion about what we saw in that video. Uh, it is what it is. And, um, yeah, people don't like it. They don't like it. But before we get out of here, it's almost nine. I want to salute Haitian Sensation. You're in the chat. Thank you so much, our Caribbean brother, for tuning in. Sneezy Foster, you as well. All right, I also noticed the. W. Riley's is in the house. I think you saw me take on that fool on H Money Boxing and put him in his place. All right, uh, because you mentioned him there in the chat. Andre, as always, I'm going to shout you out again because you're so you're up so late over there. You're such a big supporter of ATP. And uh, shout out to A Rod. All right, shout out to A Rod. Uh, no, I'm not capping for my uh, for uh, for <laughs> Kenny, but uh, dude's doing his thing. All right, and um, yeah, based on what I saw, the former heavyweight of the champion of the world could use some help. So, you know, it is what it is. Kenny, any last thoughts before we get up out of here? Nah, man, just always glad to be here. Ain't no capping going on over here. We keep it real. Uh, and, yeah, thank you for having me. It's always great to be here. Absolutely. Uh, A-Rod, I am going to uh, – Right now, I got to put you down and give you a wrench. Forgot to do that before, but you got a wrench, buddy. All right, I'm also going to give a wrench over there to Andre. You got a wrench too, bro. All right, A-Rod's got a show later this week. Al Chile, make sure you check it out. All right, A-Rod, plug your stuff there in the chat, please. All right, put in the link to your Twitter. All right, everybody here, hit that like button, please. Actually, I got one. If you got to go, you got to go, Kenny. Um, I'm going to... Take a call real quick from H Money. All right. Uh, so yeah, I, I do. I do have to head out. Um, you you have a good one, H Money. Salute, brother. You guys have a good one. Close it out strong. Knock him out like Wilder should have. Uh, should excuse me, like Wilder got knocked out last fight. Awesome. All right, Kevin, <laughs> we out, bro. H Moolah's in the house. You hitting us for a quick overtime, bro? What's on your mind, fam? What's good, brother, man? I'm excited about the fights this week. Of course, this Friday, we got Javier Fortuna versus uh, Joseph Diaz Jr. for the mandatory to become Devin Haney's next opponent. This is a big-time matchup. Now, Devin Haney, he's been wanting to fight the best from Lomachenko, Tiafimo Lopez, Brian Garcia, Gervonta Davis. But right now, it's hard for Devin Haney to find an opponent. We know that Brian Garcia... He has the mandatory position before he vacated that interim belt, and he blamed it on mental illness. But uh, I'm excited about this fight. The winner of Javier Fortuna versus Jojo Diaz will fight Devin Haney next. 
for the WBC world title. So I'm looking forward to that fight this Friday. Zordo Ramirez making his return back to the ring, a light heavyweight contender against um, Sullivan Barrera. I think that's a very good matchup on the zone. And, uh, you know, even uh, Tim Zhu, Wednesday, Wednesday morning in Australia, Tim Zhu, who's a contender at 154 pounds. He's the son of a legend. His father, Costa Zoo, knocked out Zab Judah. His father was undisputed at 140. Now, maybe uh, Tim Zoo will try to fight against the winner of Jermel Charlo and Brian Castaño. I think these are some good fights. Tim Zoo got a big win over Horn. We know Horn beat Manny Pacquiao. Tim Zoo is a big name. He's a major player at 154. I think he needs to do a little bit more and then he could um, fight for a world title. I think people like Erickson Lubin has done more. Erickson Lubin, he just beat Jason Rosario, a former unified champion, you know, and uh, that was a, that was a title eliminator. So I think that, uh, you know, Erickson Lubin, he deserves another title shot. We had some great fights this past weekend. Shout out to Chris Colbert. Little B-Hop got the victory. And, uh, you know, I'm always going to call in. You know, I appreciate it, Maestro. You you are one of the best, my brother. Oh, you man. always bringing that heat. Thank you, you always bringing the smoke, my brother. Yo, you know what? Uh, all truth, I would not be able to do this without you, without Ringside Reporter, and that's Joe Habib, guys like D-Style and G-Funky supporting me, and obviously Kenny T, who encouraged me to get into this YouTube thing. And uh, H-Money, I really appreciate those words, and I really appreciate you having me on your show on uh, – on on Saturday, I hope I didn't go too hard on that show. No, you did good. You did you did great, my brother. I appreciated your conversation with Bill Haney. You had a good debate with Bill Haney, and even the other brother from the UK, EJ Boxing. You know, it was a very good debate, my brother. You got a lot of passion, and you a great speaker. You know, you one of the best, my brother. And I expect you to drop more content. You know, more lies from Maestro A Boxing. And I appreciate it. Your video about Andre Ward exposing Deontay Wilder is going viral right now. Appreciate and Andre it. Ward is one of the greatest champions. One of the greatest champions in the history of boxing, my brother. So just just keep up the great work. I'm here to support you. And I appreciate you as well coming to my platform, my brother. Thank you. Oh, anytime I can, bro. Especially to run the phones, fam. Always a pleasure. Any, any time. Hey, my brother, uh, any questions you got for me before we head out? Oh, yeah. Any, uh, any questions? I, I got a question for you. Hold on real quick. Let me uh, let me let me get your thoughts on this one real quick. Hold on. It's uh, Oh, shit. H money. Come back. Uh, oh, no, shit. I made a mistake. You're on with me right now. I thought I lost you. But of course, you're calling on the phone. I want your opinion on this. Let's go. Babe. Come on. Come on. Lee. One, huh. two, huh. three, huh. come on, D. your thoughts on that one, H-Money? Man, it, it's crazy that Deontay Wilder could lift over 300 pounds, but then says a 40-pound costume was too heavy. You know, he's showing off all these muscles, but you're saying that that 40-pound costume was too heavy? Then you said you never you never said that? Then they exposed it? They exposed you where they had the audio? It's, I think Deontay Wilder is a joke, man. You know, I, I need a good laugh every now and then, and that's when I tune into Deontay Wilder, whenever I need a good laugh, man, because this guy is a joke. He's a joke, bro. You know what I mean? I can't wait. July 24th, Tyson Fury will destroy Deontay Wilder again, my brother. So I'm looking forward to it. And a matter of fact, Deontay Wilder, he did an interview with 78 Sports today. And, uh, you know, Deontay Wilder is capping some more. He's doing more lying. Malik Scott is doing all the talking for him. Deontay Wilder should be worried about his opponent, Tyson Fury. Instead, he's worried about YouTubers like the Boxing Voice and H Money and Maestro A. While Tyson Fury is training, Tyson Fury is putting in the work. He's becoming a better fighter. Deontay Wilder, he's worried about YouTube videos and trying to take him down. So I think Wilder is a joke, and Tyson Fury will destroy him and knock him out again, my brother. Absolutely. And last thing before you go, 
Early thoughts, fam, on the Jamel Charlo Castano fight. We're still up, up over a week away, but what are your thoughts on that one right now? It's a great fight, my brother, for undisputed. One face, one champion, one name. And uh, I'm leaning towards Jamel Charlo. Charlo, he showed us a lot in his last fight, bro. He showed us a lot when he uh, stopped Jason Rosario with a big body shot. Charlo showed us a lot when he came back from taking his first loss against Tony Harrison. Charlo didn't make no excuses like Deontay Wilder. He went back and he started working. And uh, I- I'm going to go with J- uh, Jamel Charlo. I think it's a 50-50 fight. Brian Castaño from Argentina. We know about great champions from Argentina. Sergio Martinez, um, Marcos Maidana, Carlos Julio Cesar Vasquez. Carlos Manzon, so many great champions from Argentina. I think it's a 50-50 fight, but I'm going to lean towards Jamel Charlo. I think it's Jamel Charlo's time right now, and I'm rooting for him. You know, he's standing up He's standing up for the truth. Jamel Charlo called out Wilder on his bullshit, and I'm, I'm rooting for Charlo. Let's go, Charlo. Lions only, baby. Appreciate it, my brother. Thank you so much, H-Money. Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in. For sure, my brother. Peace. Absolutely. So, yeah, guys, that was H Money, the one and only, one of my uh, supporters out there, one of the people that's got me doing what I'm doing and who's showing me the love and support. Uh, That goes for a lot of you guys here in the chat with me, too. I really do appreciate it. My small little channel, I just started this recently. It's growing, growing, growing bit by bit. So I appreciate all of that. What I'm going to ask you guys to do is to, all right, check out my videos. I put out one today on None other than Malik King Scott pretty much admitting that Wilder lost the first, the second fight, fair and square. All right, Sunday I put up a video as well where Wilder admitted as much. All right, those two videos are up on my channel. Check those out. Those are part of the Pegando Duro series. All right, that's the Hidden Hard series. All right, again, we're growing this thing with HCP. All right, my brother D-Style wouldn't be able to do it without him. He's in the chat. Thank you so much, D-South. Thank you, G-Funky. Thank you, everyone here. Appreciate it. That is mano a mano for today. And we are out of here.